EIV Today. I'm Tyler Orton. Now, sustainability, the environment, climate change, it must all be on the minds of British Columbians who endured last year's heat dome, plus all that catastrophic flooding. But it's also on the mind of a lot of clean tech businesses here in this province who are seizing on growing demand to address all of these issues. And one of them, it is Carbonet Water Treatment. It has just secured another $6 million US in financing. And it's coming off a year in which it treated $100 billion or 100 billion liters, I should say, of water. And look, joining us to explain what this all means, it is Amiel Lake. She is the Chief Commercial Officer over at Carbonet. And you might recognize her voice. Uh, she was a frequent guest uh, host, or I should say guest on our uh, Business in Vancouver Roundhouse Radio FM show back in the day. So Amiel, I just want to thank you for joining us on the program once again. Hi, Tyler. Thanks for having me. I do wish so it got- was $100 billion. Not there yet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I'll be covering that story for sure once you get there. <laughs> yeah. But you, you guys are obviously coming off a, a big, huge year. And before we dive into that, I, maybe kind of break it down. Like, what is the problem that Carbonet is trying to solve? Sure. So uh, our focus is on water treatment and uh, recycling industrial wastewater. Uh, Industry is a huge consumer of fresh water and uh, water scarcity is a real issue. Uh, No matter where you are in the world, we are out of water. And in order to help improve that problem, give fresh water access to people, and not machines, uh, industry needs to recycle that water. And what we've developed is a pretty exciting technology that simplifies that process. It's uh, basically we can develop chemicals that will safely go after specific issues in wastewater, remove it so that water can be reused in processes. And we're really excited about the potential of it. Well, you know, it's interesting, uh, this technology, you guys are calling it nanotechnology. And I'm curious about like, what are the kind of the basics about like how it works and how it's able to work in a way that is different from say, kind of the traditional standard way of addressing these issues? Sure. So the technology actually originates uh, from the University of British Columbia. Our inventor is a wonderful person, Dr. Michael Carlson. He's also our CTO and a co-founder. He was doing his biochemistry PhD and focusing on drug delivery polymers. I won't get too technical. And this was right around the time when they started to publish the nefarious effects of using detergents to try and treat offshore oil spills. And, uh, you know, basically what happened is these detergents, rather than uh, remove oil and and the other stuff that often gets put into the water in these types of spills, it broke it down into tiny particles. It got pushed further down the water column and destroyed the aquatic life below. What Mike did is he took his understanding of drug delivery polymers and had this concept of netting fine particles, nano-sized particles, and also this concept of Uh, targeting certain particles for removal. And that's effectively how the NanoNet platform, that's what we call it, was born. And what we do is we can rapidly develop, we call them NanoNets, to go after specific issues in wastewater. Our first commercial product 
uh, is basically a nano net that is very effective at removing solids, metals, and oils from water. And so it's very helpful in recycling water uh, in the oil and gas industry, mining, and a host of other industries. So you and I, we chatted about this company about three years ago. You guys had started to raise some capital from angel investors there. And I think I recall you saying that uh, you're gearing up towards commercialization. Uh, Correct me if I'm wrong, uh, but uh, you guys had your first commercial year. Uh, Tell me a little bit about how everything went down. Yeah, absolutely. So first, I have to tell you a little bit about leading up to that year. Uh, So we spent a year trying to prove this chemical uh, this first nanonet in the field and went through all kinds of, you know, learning moments or hilarious experiences. And we actually issued our first invoice uh, in the oil field, March 2020. So, of course, that was pretty uh, poor timing, to say the least. Uh, we were in the throes of COVID. And then there was that geopolitical debate on the price of oil, which went to negative oil. And we effectively lost uh, you know, 85% of our market share overnight. So that definitely threw the business. We spent a year trying to prove this chemist- chemistry and then, of course, lost the market. Uh, we decided to double down and focus because uh, we knew we had something pretty compelling. And by uh, second half of 2020, Uh, we started selling our product, which allowed us to flip into 2021, uh, where we ended up shipping 7 million liters of chemical. We treated the equivalent of 35,000 Olympic-sized swimming pools, and we have over 65% of the market's produced water. That's the water that comes out of fracking of the treated produced water market in the Permian Basin. So really rapid growth, really exciting traction. And that's just in, you know, our first full year of being commercial. Well, you know, I want to follow up with you in just a second here with regards to kind of the the expanding market for this, but tell me a little bit how, you know, everybody at the company was feeling during the, this period where you're talking about getting a punch in the face twice. So that, that's at least what it felt like, you know, because obviously you have confidence in how this technology works and how viable it is. But was there a lot of, I don't know, um, uh, wobbly knees uh, looking at this, like just wondering like what the economy is going to be like uh, when you guys are an early stage com- company having to d- deal with all this? Absolutely, Tyler. Uh, wobbly knees uh, is, is probably a, a good but mild description. We were nervous, uh, but we know that water and uh, the notion of treating water is going to be something that's important. Uh, water scarcity, as I mentioned earlier, is only a problem that's going to grow. So we, we still felt pretty confident in the overall problem we were solving. We were also fortunate enough to close another seed round. Uh, you know, in terms of uh, the Vancouver market and and what Carbonate's done from a financing perspective, we've largely uh, not promoted anything. And so, probably worth sharing is we have raised eighteen million in equity, and uh, of course, this other six million U.S. So that brings us to about twenty-five million in seed capital. And so we were lucky enough that we had closed a funding round right before COVID hit. So we had the luxury of feeling some, and I, I really want to underscore the comment of some comfort uh, that we were capitalized. 
uh, so that we could try and see this through. And we did. Well, I got to ask you, because, you know, you guys focused in on the Permian Basin, which is just giant. Yeah, if people want to take a look at a map there and you're covering, like, I think you said 65% of that uh, market share. Um, Do you anticipate yourself uh, trying to make it 100% or are you looking at potential different markets and what to expand this technology into? Absolutely. Uh, So both. Uh, We're going for 100%. Uh, We work with wonderful partners down there, and we really believe uh, the problems we are solving are very important. Uh, Recycling produced water is critical uh, to operations down there. And then, yes, we are expanding uh, quickly uh, into new markets. We are starting to stand up a distribution channel. We are starting to sign on with large uh, chemical distributors, which uh, we will be announcing some nice names in short order. And uh, this first NanoNet that we developed, as I mentioned, it is an excellent uh, product to lift oil, solids, and metals out of water. And that's very applicable to mining, industrial wastewater, and a variety of other uh, issues when it comes to treating water. The other thing is we're developing new nanonets to go after other issues in wastewater, such as the removal of boron and silica. So we're bringing new products to market and uh, we're expanding the market, uh, I guess, breadth or applicability of our current product. We're very excited. Well, and I was curious about that because, you know, you, you figure you're in commercialization mode rather than R&D mode, but do you still need that kind of um, top level talent to be able to kind of pursue these new products or is it more kind of like a, almost a turnkey solution? I, I know I'm asking kind of a very, very uh, a liberal arts student sort of question here when it comes to uh, this uh, highly complex technology, but I'm curious about what that means for you guys pursuing these innovations moving forward. No, Tyler, that's a, a, a wonderful question and a fair question. Uh, when you look at the founding team of Carbonet, you effectively have three uh, entrepreneurs and software uh, experts trying to go down to the oil field and, uh, and make a mark. So I, I understand the liberal arts uh, view of that. Uh, yes, we are uh, growing our team. Uh, we have an amazing team of scientists Uh, that are working on our product. We have developed uh, what we would argue is a world-class lab, actually just in East Vancouver here. And we've also developed a manufacturing facility out in Delta. It's about 12,000 square feet. And in the Permian, which is becoming our uh, central distribution and warehousing facility, we have about five acres there where we also do a little bit of manufacturing there. And in all those areas, uh, we have really gone out of, really focused, I should say, on uh, putting just the the best people in place because that's critical to our growth. So what comes next to, for a company like yours, you know, you're still kind of in that early stage kind of growth period. Uh, you you want to keep growing. Um, what are the, the goals that you guys have in mind in the, in, I guess, not just like the, uh, the, the near term, but the, the long term as well? We really believe we can develop a pretty meaningful company. So what does that look like and what animal that gets (laughs) compared to a unicorn, a decacorn? We don't know. 
Uh, but we're pretty excited about the potential. I, I know I've said that a few times, but it, it you know, I just really can't say it enough. Uh, we are so enthusiastic about the product. And so in terms of plans ahead, it's, you know, keep getting our product out there, uh, mine our IP, develop new products, uh, develop partnerships to accelerate our growth, uh, continue to develop the team, the best and brightest people we can find that want to be a part of something and, uh, you know, all with the view of do well and do good and grow as big a company as we can. Now, if you hit that decacorn status, you know, you, you got to keep talking to me. That's going to be big uh, for the, the uh, tech sector here. But I'm curious, you know, do you anticipate that this would be kind of a company that would remain rooted here in, uh, you know, British Columbia? It's where the co-founder is based. You're based here. We also have kind of facilities set up. But we also see that, you know, as, as companies get bigger, a lot of them are recruiting, you know, uh, remotely. You know, they're getting uh, top level executives that are based in the United States and, and expanding operations there. And we, we always want to, we're always curious about how that balances with regards to the BC tech sector, even as early stage companies get bigger and bigger? No, for sure. That's a great question. I, I would say for now, uh, you know, Vancouver is a wonderful hotspot for scientists. I mean, you've got Abcelera here, you have a number of companies and three fantastic universities producing top-notch scientists. Uh, we've built, as I shared, a state-of-the-art lab. So for the foreseeable future, our R&D uh, talent is going to remain here. In terms of broadening our market share and scaling the business, we will be seeing offices in key markets. But right now, it seems like the R&D will be able to grow it very, very nicely here in our location. Well, excellent. Uh, Amiel, uh, wonderful to talk to you about this company, get a, a catch up. And it's just, I, I think everybody is invested in making sure that, uh, you know, we, we can kind of clean up the environment, do it in a sustainable way and keep the economy moving as well. So just thank you so much for joining us on the show today. Tyler, thank you so much for having me. That is Amia Lake. She is Chief Commercial Officer at Carbonet Water Treatment. That is it for the show today. But you can go to BIV.com. More stories, interviews, podcasts, uh, videos, all up there. In the meantime, I just want to thank everyone for listening. I'm Tyler Orton. Tyler Orton.